Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day. A great day here at The Toast. A great day, really, no matter where you are. Universally beloved day. I feel like they love... I feel like they love Wednesday, like even in the in the most dire of circumstances, you know? You're a prisoner at Guantanamo, but it's Wednesday. It's hump day. Mm. The thing about hump day, though, is that like it's Wednesday, which is actually a sucky day. Well... Excuse me for trying to put a positive spin on a long car ride. Yeah. No, you're excused. But let's, lest we not forget. Like, right. it's the middle of the week. We're right. getting over the hump. But we're getting you over the hump. But, you know, we we talk a lot about the perks of hump day. And I don't think we talk about the negatives don't, enough. Jackie, don't start because that's just a slippery slope, you know? I don't think we talk about the negatives enough. I know. But I mean, this hump day doesn't feel like a regular Wednesday because the rest of our week is, like, fakocked. Fakocked. Yeah. It feels like a Wednesday for me because, like, it sucks and I look so ugly. Like I'm doing no hair, no makeup on the toast. But it's because I got a spray tan and I'm about to get on a flight. And honestly, like I just couldn't do it, you know? Yeah, you're pulling a Chris Appleton. It's like such a crazy brave thing to do. Like to be on this YouTube channel that millions of people see hourly. And to be looking like your most borderline natural self. Like I deserve seriously a purple heart. I'm so brave. No, you're fine. Like you're skinny and you're tan. So it's fine. Also, it's not like your makeup it's not like me if I come on without makeup. I don't have eyebrows and I don't have eyelashes and I like have no color in my face. Like you have a face. No, I, I see how you could see you that. You have a face and you have a tan and you're you're like a vibe. You're a mood. Thank God for the tan. Let's just, let's leave it there. Yeah. Although it was just an absolute delight to like roll out of bed like a man this morning. Like I, I literally took a shower because I had to wash off my spray you're tan. A man. I put on some deodorant. I threw my hair back and I put on clothes. Like what a life. Yeah. What a fucking life. The luxury. Yeah. The privilege. I got to like lay around for like an extra 20 minutes. Loved every minute of it. Do you think that that's what's in your future? Manliness? No, no. That's a, that's a good question. I think perhaps what might be in my future is, you know, more podcast only days. Because when we're not on YouTube, we don't have to get all, you know, gussied glamorous. Up. Yeah. Gussied up. <laughs> So honestly, like I'm jealous of the people who just have podcasts, you I know? know, I know we could be but then saving they don't have ourselves our so much time and money. money on makeup if we just did a podcast makeup on this studio. Oh, yeah. this We've already discussed that. And that's why it's so important that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, because the more subscribers we have, the less likelihood we'll ever go podcast only permanently. But no, we're definitely not going podcast only permanently. We've come this far no, and, and, our now, clips, and our now clips. video is kind of germane to podcasting which yeah. it wasn't when we started it this way but even if we were just podcasters we probably would have had to get on the video train sometime this year yeah and that would have been overwhelming yeah like to have to do it all at once start wearing makeup to work 
and being on camera and setting up a studio. You know, the clips, what the clips giveth, the clips also taketh away. You mean because our clips are what doing what they used to do? No, because the clips like, you know, are changing our business. Everyone's like falling in love with us on TikTok and Reels. Yeah. But we have to get all gussied up. Oh, that's what they're taking they're away. They're taking away, you know, chipping away at the you know, pieces of my soul. Got it. I thought you meant because like when we first started posting clips, like it was just so much fanfare. No. And now we're really like, claw- like. No, that's just not true. Our clips are still killing it. I don't know what happens on TikTok, but I know what I see on Reels. On Reels, they're killing it. Like, don't come for the clips. Oh, my God. The clips, not only are they a cornerstone of this business, they're near and dear to my heart. So yeah. say something negative about the clips. You're Wait. basically saying something negative about me. I literally didn't say anything negative about you the You said clips. that they're not popping off. But that could just be the algorithm, not the clips themselves. That's so, like, the fact that you would come for the clips, like, this and early in the morning when I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> but I'm not coming for the clips. And also, if I'm coming for the clips, I'm coming for myself. I would say, like, coming for the clips is, like, 50% coming for myself. But it's really, like, like 15%. You know how I feel about the clips. Like, the clips are, like... You, okay, ready? The clips to me is like rolled to you. Does that kind of put it in perspective? <laughs> yeah. Just so you can like kind of understand where I'm coming from. So on Sunday, are you celebrating Clippers Day? I am. <laughs> I am. Monday, the Sunday Mother's Day is a really big day for me. For Not only community. am I the mother of the clips, I'm the mother of Theo, and I'm kind of like a mother of this community. That's beautiful. Yeah. Basically, I don't have any children. <laughs> yeah. How's Theo? Great question. I haven't seen him in so long. He is at his, my in-laws, his grandparents, where he honestly prefers to spend his time. When we were in Nashville, and then I came back Sunday, and I was leaving again today, I was like, why disturb Theo? He's so happy. They take him to the beach. He has his routine. So I left him there. And it's been hard, I can't lie. Being in my house, like, without Ben and without Theo, it's truly not a life worth living. It's so empty and lonely. That is really empty. It's That's why I've been spending so much time with you. Not to rub it in, but I slept with Shy Sam last night. And usually sleeps towards the end of the bed because that's where I put heating pad or that's where like his favorite barefoot dreams blanket is. But last night when I got into bed, like he just decided to like sleep in my spot. Ugh. So I, I went to Zach's spot and I slept there. And, like we were together the whole night. Yeah, no, I have slept with Bruno um, many times. And I can tell you it's one of the most unpleasant experiences. Not last night. He, maybe when you just he, have to know how to sleep around the stress. No, I think when your baby boy is at my house, he feels like a little displaced because he's not with his mama. And he just wants to curl up to like the warmest thing. So he has to sleep like in my vagina. He gives me no room to breathe. Yeah. Sometimes in the night, like I wind up on my back. Um, I usually sleep on my side, the side of when you're pregnant, like you, it's best to sleep on your side, but sometimes, you know, you roll over. Mm, things happen. And I sleep on my back and like with my, if my legs are even like a little bit open, separated, dry sands in the middle. Do you know that Megan Maroney song? This is literally about Bruno. I sleep on my side and you sleep with everyone. I don't, that's not the right melody. I've only heard it a few times, but that's literally Strice. <laughs> sure. I was actually listening to the Megan Moroney album this morning. It's so good. Finding new meaning in some of the lyrics, like Trader Joe. She's saying like, she's a traitor, Joe. Trade her. Joe you know grammar is so important it always and then of course it's like Trader Joe's let's duh. get groceries but you once pointed out to me like the importance of a comma do you remember mm. this when oh put me in coach put me in coach put me in coach it, yeah two different meanings one you want to get in the game the other you want to sit in the economy right and trust and believe if I'm ever saying put me in coach I want to go to the field because I don't want to sit in coach but you want to get in the game if I had to choose between the two yeah I'd like to get in the game hmm you're looking stunning today. 
I am. Just kind of stunting. Like you knew I was going to look ugly, so you had to look nice. I do the exact same makeup every single day. Yeah, like you're wearing this colorful sweater. Oh yeah, I got a new cardigan. And when I felt like I was an old cardigan. That's <laughs> like, I think what she was trying to say when she wrote that song. Yeah, she was. And this is not an old cardigan. This is a new cardigan. It's nice and plainy. And when I felt like I was a new cardigan. Exactly. New cardigan, new you. New cardigan, greater than old cardigan. Mm, I, I feel like sometimes an old cardigan that like has been with you know, it's like in morphed, your family for years. Morphed to your shape. And it has memories. And it has like, you know, like holes and stuff. But that's what like makes it like important. Then you like wrap it around yourself when you're staring off into the distance on your porch contemplating divorce, you know? Mm. That's like cardigans are made for contemplation. Mm, you don't agree? World. Well, they're also made for pregnant women right now. Yeah. But like if you're not just like wrapping the cardigan and like thinking why bother wearing a cardigan because you're cold because you want to cover your arms because you want to cover your booty because you want to cover your arms that's really all you need you want to cover your sides yeah no now that i think about it cardigans are so versatile that's why i keep asking you to bring me some fucking cardigans and i keep telling you just come over to my fucking house oh yeah now i'm gonna go shopping in your closet but you're never home the life of a jet-setting star. So you and the Satchel yeah. are off to Dallas. Can you believe I'm spending a week, like a week with Satchel? It's literally one night, think, but okay. Do you think Katie, it's two nights, bitch, and that's exactly what a weekend is? You said a week. Oh, I meant a weekend. <laughs> um, can you believe, like, do you think Katie Maloney is going to feel weird that I'm spending like a good amount of time with Satchel? No, I think she trusts you. Yeah, around the and Satchel. she trusts Satchel. Implicitly. Are they still together? I really don't know. Okay. Well, Vanderpump Rules is on tonight. That's exciting. But let's talk about your your 48 hours with the Satch. I'm heading to Dallas today. Tomorrow, Academy of Country Music Awards. Snatch and I are walking the carpet. We're doing some carpet interviews. We're going inside the show. And then we're going to hit up an after party. It's going to be like a crazy day. And this is subject to change. But I think I'm wearing my hair up. Which is... She is wearing her hair up. She has to. If you thought this was brave, you know, coming on this YouTube channel that millions of people see hourly with no makeup and no hair, just wait till you see me on the carpet tomorrow in updo. A chignon. But we've established that updos are greater than... They are. But like, you know, it's just crazy. I'm using a a local Dallas hairstylist who I'm not... I'm sure she's amazing. You know, Margo's used her before. But it's not someone I'm like, you know, super comfortable with. And hair to me is just so personal more personal than comedy yeah you just have to kind of let some of your walls down i can't you're like making everything such a big deal in your mind it's like girly swirly you're wearing your hair up your jaws snatched what's the problem i can't i can't like my walls they protect me you know and they've protected me for years i know but you have to let them down i can't you're like just holding on to all of this anxiety this trauma anxiety i'm gonna try i'm really gonna try just let's chips fall where they may. How scary is that? It's fine. Like, it's literally fine. It's fine. It's fine. You've, like, put in all the work. I'm putting, like, a lot of pressure on this sh- up to. Like. I think that's a mistake. I know. I agree. Because then I'm just going to hate it regardless. Yeah. Like, what up to could be that perfect? That's so true. Like, I just think, like, she's going to spin me around in the chair and I'm going to be Margot Robbie. But, like, I'm I just not. think you should get in the chair and be like, do your worst. No, 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 no. No, but like the whole thing together is going to look really nice. Like try not to hyper focus and just have fun. That's just not something I'm good at. Hyper focusing, like not hyper focusing and then just like having fun. Just have a cocktail. That probably like is the right decision. Yeah, just one. Of course. I don't need to be like sloppy on the carpet, like grabbing everyone's ass. But you would do that regardless. 
Hundred percent. If you've seen our red carpet live streams, you know they have a twinge of unhingedness. She's kind of like cheating on me in her red carpet. I am. I am. Work. I'm like part of another duo now. But let me just say, nothing compares to Jackson Claude. Like, do you, you have, do you feel like you're have a different personality or like role in your other duo with Snitch? Yes. What do you feel like it is? It feels like I am like very much like bossy and in control. I'm like I am bossy with you, but like <laughs> I feel very comfortable. Like we really split everything like 50 50 in terms yeah. of like management and like you know the satch is just the satch and i feel like protective and i want to like do everything for her no but i mean like when you're live yeah like when you're doing the the hosting yeah do you feel like you have a different personality dynamic when you're with her a personality dynamic yes because i'm the older sister now so it's like i get to be like ah you know like i know Whereas best here you're just like a wallflower yeah and i'm just like okay Jax, whatever you say <laughs> Whereas with Margo, like, I'm in charge, bitch. Move over. I'm the older sister. And, like, what I say goes, which honestly is very scary. It's a lot of pressure. People say, like, oh, I wish I had more say. I wish I could make more decisions. It's like, okay, you live with it. No, I do generally like to defer to you on, like, decision making. So it really doesn't affect me in any way. And let's be honest. Like, when I'm with Margo and there's a decision to make, like, I will just be texting you. So (laughs) it's really like you're there. Got it. You know? Well, I'm excited to watch you girls do your thing. Me too. We'll be on the Amazon Fashion Snapchat, so make sure to find us there. We're going to be looking fashionable too. Yeah, I'm excited to see the look. I'm also wearing a dress that's like kind of crazy and different, you know? Because it's actually, it is like a little... Not me, in terms of style. It's because it's very feminine. It's very feminine. It's very country. It's got bows. Like, that's just not me. You know me. I'm like going to wear black. There, it is. Well, it's white, but there's a little black too, yeah. Yeah, no, but it is, it's very girly swirly. Yeah, it's like very cutesy little ladybug. Yeah. When I'm used to dressing like a mammoth, you know? She's a mammoth, of no, course. How would you describe your style? Whatever looks best. Like, I really, I don't discriminate. Like, it's not like I'm, I want to go boho. Like, oh, does the boho look good? Great. Oh, the classic looks good? But that's why I feel like you're in this transition period with your shopping and your fashion. I'm really Because not. you're realizing... That now, like, you have choices. Well, that's the other thing. Now, I'm, I'm, and I talked about this, I feel like, a lot every time I did, like, a Patreon try-on vlog. Like, I really struggled, like, because if something fit, I was just always... In the past. In the past. I was just going to keep it. I was going to wear it like it fits. Like, it's so hard to shop really at any size, but, like, in the bigger sizes, like, there's such limited options for you. And then, like, when you do find something that fits, it might not even be the most flattering or the most beautiful, but, like, you just feel compelled to wear it because it fits. Right. Now I'm at the phase where like multiple things fit, but I really do still find myself like being drawn towards the same like styles because I still have the same problem areas. Like I still have a really big fupa. So the same styles, you mean like silhouettes? Silhouettes, silhouettes. Okay. Like, you know, a rouged belly, I'll never turn away. Love a rouged belly. I'll never turn away a rouged item. Like rouged is check. So that's your style. Rouge. Rouge. Ask a question again. Tardy Lou, how would you describe your style? (laughs) Rouged. I like that. Yeah. Mm, uh, because I, I like it. it. So we've got a great show. It's Wednesday. We've got stories. Describe the stories for us, Jax. Um, a little bit of everything. A little bit of I wouldn't say like one hits harder than the other. I would say like each are contributing their 20% to the past five. Oh my God. Not me having a dream about Matt Healy. Like we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And? Like it was, it was hot. Like we were, we were vibing. Like, you know, we're two artists Someone describe us as, you know, both tortured artists. And we had a lot in common. And Taylor wasn't even a factor. But it's like, that's my level of delusion. Like you how didn't much have I like so- a pit in the dream? No. Like that it was Taylor's man? Sometimes like if I'm in a dream and like there's like a hot guy or something or like a celebrity that like I'm in love with, I always have a pit. I'm like, oh, I'm married. I can't. But Taylor wasn't a factor and neither was Ben in my dream. 
And that's what he gets for going on a business trip. I'm starting to forget about you, Ben. Why don't you come home? Oh, why don't you come home? Makes you think. You know who Matt Healy reminds me of, like, looks-wise? Who? Mark from Ugly Betty. You know what? Yes. Also, he's in Younger. He's that book agent. I love that actor. Love. Mark from Ugly Betty, who plays, like, bestie of the receptionist. Amanda's bestie. He's, like, gay and mean. She's, like, pretty and mean. And they're just, like, a mean duo. And they're so funny. And then, yes, he's in Younger. He plays the book agent for, like, various... There's only one. Various talents. There's only one. They are at a publishing company. They need an agent (laughs) to work with. He's great. He deserves more roles. A hundred percent. Where has he been? Maybe if there's, like, a Matt Healy biopic, he could play him. Um, I like that call for you. Also, you know what I started last night? Hmm. Jewish matchmaking. I saw on your IG. What do you think? Well, I really liked the initial show called Indian Matchmaking that I thought really highlighted like beautiful parts of Indian culture and left Ben and I with like an immense respect. I feel like there's a lot of like, you know, negativity when it comes to like arranged marriages. Yes. They're so old school. But I don't know. It really gave me a fresh perspective on it. And that's why I felt confident watching the Jewish one because matchmaking is a huge, huge part of Jewish culture. It's not an arranged marriage per se, but it's, there are like a lot of professional women whose job it is to be matchmakers. So I felt confident watching it because up until this point, everything I've seen that is even remotely like touches on Judaism on Netflix is so honestly like disgusting and and offensive and, and borderline untrue, not borderline untrue. Um, so I had not watched it, but then Brian called me. He was like, you will love this show. Like the woman is amazing. And Jackie, it's really good. I've heard it's really good. I've heard it represents all different uh, levels of Judaism, levels of Judaism personalities within Judaism and is also really respectful towards Judaism. And so maybe I will watch it. And you know what I liked is because like one of the problems, one of the shows on Netflix that claims to represent like Jewish culture as my unorthodox life. And one of the problems I had with it was that like it really represented Orthodox Judaism. Like really, it really misrepresented it. Like there was so much, um, you know, talk about how women in that community like can't leave the house and can't get jobs. And, and the matchmaker here is ultra Orthodox, not ultra Orthodox. She's, she's Orthodox. She lives in Israel and she's like a business owner. She runs this very successful matchmaking business. Her husband and her are like so cute. You would die from the husband. Like he was vacuuming their lawn. Like he's so cute. And it just like, that really is what those communities are like. And like, that's why I felt the My Unorthodox Life show to be so inaccurate. It's like, I know a lot of people who live in the community that they're talking about. Muncie, we have family who lives there. They have jobs. Like, they start businesses. They go to school. They get their degrees. Like, it's not this, like, insular... You know, like, literally nobody stopped you from, like, leaving, going on a reality show and embarrassing yourself. Like, nobody's right. stopping you. Right. No, it's just... It was so inaccurate. And so I real The woman, Aliza, who's, like, the matchmaker... Oh, my God. She's so cute. And she reminds me so much of, like, all of our teachers growing up. She's literally Miss Scheinbein. Remember Miss Scheinbein? She was your teacher. She wasn't your teacher? Maybe for like one class. Oh, you missed out. Miss Shine no, was my queen. Yeah, no, I didn't have enough classes with her to like identify with her as like my teacher. I think about her all the time. I would love to get in contact with her if somehow this podcast makes it. I know she lives in Israel now and she got married. So her name isn't Shinebine anymore. She was like, you know, everyone has a teacher who like really left like a positive. Mm-hmm. She was mine. Who's, who's yours? Oh, a teacher who left a Also positive. shout out to Miss Brachot. She still works in my high school. She was a queen. Hmm. Were you not impacted by a teacher in a positive way? Nothing comes to mind. But maybe I did, all like, your teachers were so great. Maybe. I did bounce around schools mm-hmm. a little bit, you know? You did. That's actually so true. So I feel like I didn't get to have those attachments. Oh, that's that's hard. That's sad. It is. Like, I think so fondly back on so many of my teachers. Don't get me wrong. Some of them I literally wouldn't think twice <laughs> before, like, slapping them in the face. But... So many of my teachers, like really, shout out Ms. Brajo, Dr. Aharon, you know, a lot of them really. I guess maybe like more middle school teachers, like Mr. Levine. (gasps) 
Well, Mr. Levine was hot. That's why he left a mark on us. <laughs> he, he also like cared about us. Yeah. He also tutored us. Yeah. Like he, he cared about our success. I want to say, I don't know that he cares about all students as much as like. He, he liked us just, especially. Yeah. I think he just like, he could see that we were girlies. Yeah. And I, I liked to think back in the day that he took a special liking to us because he like thought the we were pretty. Is, he, no, no, no. That's not why. And he actually does care about all students because now he's the principal. Yeah. But he like, I think it's so important. Like when we're telling the story, like <laughs> don't forget how hot he was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's he was Jermaine. Like, and he was like young and single, which is like not very common for teachers, you know, especially our teachers were all like older and tenured he was like this hot young thing and he was like Israeli and he like smoked cigarettes but he always chewed gum and he smelled like tobacco and gum and it was like so hot this episode will probably make its way to him well I'm so glad to see him climbing the ranks you know yeah. now being the headmaster and getting to oversee more campers right and having like a great impact no I him. like was obsessed I think that was probably like my first crush now that I think about it like before Maverick because he M yeah what did he teach us even Hebrew he taught Hebrew but he tutored us in math math yeah he was like really smart yeah obsessed <laughs> uh, oh my god not him having to like if this okay by the way if this episode gets back to all of our teachers which i know it will because everyone on the planet listens to this podcast like of course it's the day i'm not wearing any makeup <laughs> maybe they'll just send if you are going to send it around to the teachers just send the podcast, podcast version. Only. thanks um and remember like that other time you talked about a teacher and it, and then he reached out yeah that that yeah. story's in my book that story's in my book because that was a good story oh really yeah which one our English teacher from high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That story's in my book. But that's like a, that story like makes me want to not do this job. It's, it's, it's enough to quit. <laughs> it's enough to quit. Yeah. That's really the trouble with this podcast. Like I have got to stop. I know. But, it, but those stories, like the ones we just told, like that's what, it, like that's what the toasters love. It is true. But like you guys don't know how we're putting like our personal lives out on the line for this show. Just imagine like you talk about an old teacher and, and say that they're hot or whatever, and then they hear it. And then they text you that they heard, listen to your podcast. Like, that's my 13th reason. Like, it's enough. <laughs> I can't. No, but I do hope to hear from, like, Ms. Brachot. Or, like, honestly, if yes, I could be, yes. if I could be re reconnected with Ms. Shinevine, like, my and, queen. And, you know, the pro there are pros and cons. Sometimes you talk about someone and they reach out and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this reached you. And right. then you get reconnected and it's right. beautiful. Right, right. And then sometimes it's not. And sometimes it's not. What did you say about your English teacher? No, I can't, I can't get back into it. Read the book. Uh, girlwithnojob.com slash book. Very fair. Now, without further yeah, let's ado just move on. <laughs> about our teachers, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Like, okay. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Urban Stems. Urban Stems delivers modern bouquets and stylish plants next day nationwide. And with Mother's Day coming up, I just sent Jackie a gorgeous Urban Stems bouquet. She did. It's coming up. It's on Sunday, you guys. Get I your orders in. put it on the table because they're so pretty. They're we right should have. Every bouquet is designed in-house and they're super on trend. And every delivery includes a personalized note to your recipient, thoughtfully designed packaging. and Claudia's note was so sweet. It was. I read it on our Instagram stories. Check it out. And there's a 100% happiness guarantee. You can schedule your flower delivery in advance to show how much you love them. And don't wait until the last minute to settle for disappointing store flowers from the grocery store. You can shop on their website by price, by color, or even flower type. And you can take your pick from a variety of bouquets, plants, gifts, and floral subscriptions that are all available at urbanstems.com. Jackson and I put together a little, you know, curated list of our most favorite and stunning Urban Stems bouquets. So when you go to urbanstems.com slash toast, you will be shopping from like our hands. Like it was our hands who kind of put these bouquets together, you know? Yes. It was our eye, our style, our, our nose, our heart. 
That's beautiful. So Mother's Day is coming up, but it's also just never a bad time to send someone flowers. Let someone know you're thinking of them. Send this podcast to your man and be like, bitch, send me flowers. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 14th. You can visit urbanstems.com slash toast to see some of our top picks. Just be sure to order in time by using code toast for 15% off your purchase. Again, that's code toast for 15% off your purchase at urbanstems.com slash toast, T-O-A-S-T. Today's episode is also brought to you by Lululemon. The Align Collection. So we've been talking a lot about the Align Collection, the pants I wear every single day. All day, every day. I'm only not wearing them today because I was told you shouldn't wear leggings after a spray tan. And that was like information I had never heard. It makes sense. I know. So I did pack them. You don't want to ruin the leggings. Right. Or the legs. Sure, but the leggings. So the pants that I wear every day on the toast are from Lululemon's Align Collection. They're called the High Rise Mini Flare Pant. And they're just like a like a yoga pant with like a sexy little flare at the end. They add a little sophistication to the most mundane look. A little pizzazz. A little razzle-dazzle. Mm-hmm. They're really flexible. The four-way stretch means that I can bend, I can stretch, I can move any way I want to without restriction. They're really comfortable because they're made with Nulu fabric for the softest, comfiest texture that my legs have ever felt. The fit is also great. It shapes perfectly to my body for a flattering look that's uniquely yours. Also, so from the Align Collection, I have the biker shorts. I think I have running shorts. Just things that I can run errands in, that I can lay around in the house in. And they Regular come in real- leggings that are not flare. They come in really pretty colors, too. Like, I got a bunch of messages when I wore these, like, mauve ones. And, yeah, I did post an affiliate link, so check it out. They're also so soft, and they're so comfortable. I've been wearing them throughout my pregnancy, and they right. conform to my new shape. Right. They're, like, very weightless. There's no, like, digging band in your stomach. There's no digging. Like, sometimes I, like, literally could get nauseous and a stomach ache from certain pairs of pants. Mm-hmm. So get into the Lululemon Align Collection at lululemon.com. Again, the pants that I always rave about are called the Lululemon Align Collection. They're called the High Rise Flare Pant, but they have a bunch of different options, a bunch of different colors. I wear them in black because, you know, black is my queen. Thank you. You're welcome. Are you ready for our first story? I am. I'm curious. I feel like I don't even know what the stories are today. I'm feeling just. I like feel like crazy. they'll all feel a little familiar. Okay. You've probably seen them around town. Bring Actually, it around some new stuff. Town. First, you've seen Morgan Wallen reveals his diagnosis um. as he cancels six more weeks of tour dates. Morgan Wallen has canceled six more weeks of tour dates after re-injuring his vocal cords. He took to his Instagram on Tuesday afternoon to share the bad news that he received on Monday after visiting the Vanderbilt Voice Center in Nashville. He said, quote, after taking 10 days of vocal rest, I performed three shows last weekend in Florida, and by the third one, I felt terrible. He said he was advised to go on vocal rest for six weeks, and he's decided to follow doctor's orders. He said they want me to not talk at all, but they said if I need to, it's okay for something like this, because obviously he's talking in the video um so postponing six weeks of tour this literally not to make it about me couldn't be more have worked out worse for me like he did three shows and strained himself and it was like the show I would have wanted to go to right but and if, so it, if, if he had it, canceled before your show would have been rescheduled in Florida oh I couldn't wait right Can't wait. you could have been pumping on the way uh, yeah so I'm sorry to Morgan Wallen, his fans, and his voice, and to myself. Yeah. Well, I want to say, like, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, mm, mm, mm. I was not buying it. Like We talked I- about this. So at first, when he canceled after the openers went on, and he made people wait an hour. That, right, that OG show. And yeah. the security guard video said that Morgan was drunk, and that's why he canceled. And then he canceled a few more shows to, like, make the lie look real, that he had lost his voice. We were dubious. Skeptical. We were skeptical. And when this thing came out, I was like, oh, please, like something is going on. But, you know, I'm a very well-connected person. And I did like, you know, inquire to a few to a few other well-connected people. And it appears as though he's having major vocal trouble. Like, I just feel like he's so, you know, he's troubled almost that anytime something's even remotely awry, I'm automatically like, well, what's going on? He's drinking. But I did inquire. And everything I've been told 
appears to be that this is the truth. I believe him because I, I don't think he would cite like the Vanderbilt Voice Center if he didn't go there because you know they would come out and be like, we, I don't, I don't know. I don't know this man. When people, well, they can't because that's like doctor confidentiality. But like when people like include so many details, I'm always like, well, you're lying. But sometimes it's the details that give it, if they don't include any details and it's so vague, uh, what's her face went to a mental health facility. Raquel, even though you know she actually did. What is it? I don't know. I don't know what the facility is, but there was a lot of speculation about whether Raquel, like with her Instagram story statement saying she was going to like get treatment, whether she was going to like a spa, Canyon Ranch, or like an actual like mental. And as far as I've heard, she is in like a like an actual like facility. Okay, I believe him. I well, I do too. Now that I inquired, because also like, why would he? I, I guess like you could say, you know, he missed those shows because he had been drinking, and then maybe he's taking six weeks to like go to rehab. But I don't think so. I don't think that that he would do that. I don't think his management like he could right, go it's such to a lucrative rehab at tour. the end of the tour. Yeah, and they could just like keep propping him up for the rest of the tour. I believe that his voice is shot. You know what's so interesting to me? I've been thinking about because like we're in like the summer concert series. Mm-hmm. How pretty much like the four biggest artists in the world right now, like are technically just based on tour, Taylor, Beyonce, her tour is about to start, Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen. Isn't that crazy? Those are the four artists playing all the stadiums this summer. There's not other people who we just don't follow and you don't know about, like oh, Coldplay? Well, no, they do like those stadiums, but all over the world. But okay, fine, like Coldplay, whatever. I just feel like when we think about the big artists, yeah, no, we always say Taylor, we always no, say Beyonce, on, we always say Coldplay. When I'm on my Instagram, it's like, I don't know if it, I'm, I see a picture of a stadium, I don't know if it's Luke or Taylor. Right, like, they're, like isn't it so crazy that no one's talking about like Luke Holmes is playing the same venues as Taylor Swift? He's just so low key. He doesn't need all these I accolades. Know. But like nobody talks about how like, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I just I'm thought, so obsessed with Luke Holmes' album. It actually, like, I have to go out of my way to listen to other music so that I can, like, be educated in right. the new music that's going on. What's, like, a song from the album that, like, at first wasn't, you know, living, giving to you, and uh-huh. now it's, like, you've listened to it so much that it's really bringing on, like, Well, I've really new. been listening to my liked songs, so it's, like, the ones that I choose. But the other day I was listening to Five Leaf Clover and just hit me a different again. No, it hits different when he says... Who would who could have wound up with weeds? Like I'm not okay. No, it. Oh my god, I didn't even hear that part. You know, because the whole the whole song I he says I I didn't even had a register guy like me who could have end, end up, up with three, wind up with a five leaf clover. Who and also a guy like me who'd have been, been fine, fine with, with three. three. Okay, so that's the that's the lyric in the chorus. But then at the last chorus, how a guy like me who could have wound up with weeds, wind up with a five leaf. Let me tell you, like the lyricism, like we all need to get into Luke Holmes. Like, I'm really sick of this. Like, I don't like country. But you know what? I don't like you. <laughs> no, I'm really so over that. Like, people have just such, like, a, a misunderstanding of what, like, country music is. Like, and it's the same thing with, like, Taylor. People are always like, Taylor's, like, pop star who, like, writes about her boyfriends. And it's not. It's actually, like, profound lyricism. It's poetry. And really, Luke Holmes's music is poetry. Yeah. And it, it's about time, like, we all started fucking respecting it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick. I mean, we do. I'm not talking about us. I feel like we associate with people who don't. I'm not talking about us. You can only control yourself, Turdy Lou. Jackie, listen to this lyric, okay? I've already said it on the toast, but like it's one that really stuck with me. Some battles are bought. No, sorry, I fucked it up. Some battles are fought on foreign shores. And some are fought behind closed doors. Some fall from grace. Some lose their way. Some find the peace salvation brings. Like, I'm not even a Christian, but I'm seeking salvation. You are. 
I am a Christian. She's not a Christian. <laughs> she could be a Jew and believe in God. You're seeking salvation. Desperately seeking salvation. Mm-hmm. No, the whole album. And some, I have to skip some because like they make me too emotional. I'm like, I just say I can't right now. Except I do have to, I do have to acknowledge like the one flop on the album that I always skip. And you, it's, have a, you have a skip. And I just want to say, I do this to all my favorite artists. Luke, this is nothing against you. But I do this to Taylor. Like, there's just one flop on the album. I'll tell you what mine is, but what's yours? There's a fox in the hen house. <laughs> it's like a song all about hunting. Like, I genuinely can't relate to it. <laughs> I can't not- seem to get him out. <laughs> but it's honestly, like, I feel like if you're into hunting or you live on a farm and you know what it's like to have a fox, like, plague. There was a fox on Brian's farm and it was killing all the animals. Like, a fox, it's like, it's like having lice. It's like the worst plague so it's like it's redneck imagery you know so there are a lot of people who can relate to it and it's like all about like sneaking up on the fox and just like trying to kill the fox but let me tell you like i just have to skip the song it's not on my likes, so i don't listen to it that much but my skip is the hottest take of all time i think i've told you this what is it fast car oh my god you're not okay (laughs) for those who don't know luke holmes did a cover on his album, A Fast Car, the Tracy Chapman song. It's like a song that he's like covered in bars like before he got famous. And there's so many videos of him on the internet doing it and people loved it so much. And he explained this weekend actually why the song is so important to him. Like his dad introduced him to it and his dad used to play the cassette, yada, yada. Um, I cannot believe, like, like I'm vomiting. I listen to it and I'm like, this isn't Luke. Okay, here's... Like, it's not, like, it's, I don't like it because it's not Luke Holmes. And I don't even love, like, I didn't love the the song I never thought about the song before but um, it's just like not my favorite song at all and I'm just like I want to hear what Luke has to say I want to hear what Luke thinks let me offer a different perspective I want you because you know, the song is all about you know getting out of town like you and your girl we got a car let's just get out of here and the pronouns are off in the song like he's singing from a female perspective but I do want to I want to sh- um, pull up the lyric where the pronouns are off just because like that's where I kind of get stuck okay my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, fast car lyrics. You, you, and then, you have to get over. You have to get over the pronoun thing. No, no, no. I, it's not what's hanging me up completely. Like, um, I'm just saying. It's just always something that I notice. But sorry, the point before you get into that, Jackie. The point that I was trying to make is like, I want you to actually listen to the song because it's not what you think. Like, it's about. Okay. You have to listen to the whole song. It's actually like a sad song. Okay. 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 I'll listen. Okay. But it's not about like the words that are bothering me. It's just like, it's just not Lukey enough. Where did we go from here? I don't Morgan know. Morgan Wallen. Wallen. Um, rest up, Morgie. Rest up. That's really scary. Because, like, is there a situation where your voice doesn't come back? Like, no. But uh, there are a few artists who have had to got, get that surgery. Adele got it. John Mayer got it. It's like the vocal nodes. It's a really scary surgery, especially if you're, like, a singer. Mm-hmm. There's an episode of Glee where Leah Michelle has it. Um, but I don't think, unless they botch it, I don't know. Mm. Okay, well, I hope that he takes the time that he needs, Yeah, you know. I saw clips from, like, his final show in Florida, and, like, it was bad. Oh. Yeah. Like, the voice was not voicing. Okay. So, speaks to the truth of this story. Of the matter. I believe it. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Robert De Niro is okay and good with welcoming baby number seven at 79. So, at the New York premiere of his most recent film, About My Father, on Tuesday, the Oscar winner told Extra that um, he recently welcomed a seventh baby. He said that I'm okay with it, 
I'm good with it. That's just what a baby wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Though he added, it never gets easier. Because when he sat down with E.T. Canada for an interview about this movie, they were talking about his six children. And he said, seven, actually. Oh. That's how it was known that he fathered a seventh S- child. He sired a seventh child. So biblical. Who's the mom? Um, so then Kim Cattrall said that he welcomed the seventh child. That's his co-star in this movie with his rumored girlfriend, Tiffany Chen. How old is she? Tiffany Chen. Give me a second. Because I know like wealthy people have access to like, you know, insane medical care and stuff. But like he's literally. 64. What? No. Hmm. One second. Let me just Biblical. make sure it's the right biblical person it's giving abraham and sarah what did yeah. she, she had a baby what when she was 102 or something yeah it's it's unclear a, a quick google said 64 but maybe it's not um that's the right insane. tiffany who is robert de niro's girlfriend tiffany chen thank you daily mail is there a photo yeah does she look 65 She's wearing a mask. Oh, so tough to tell. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think she's 64. Let me see a picture. I think she's 64. <laughs> no, for real. Like, what are you looking at? Um, and you know, that makes me like Robert De Niro. He's dating someone age appropriate. No, I, I don't think she is. Let me see. Let me see. This. She's wearing a mask in every photo. Maybe it's a pandemic relationship. I just don't think that the, like there people have enough information about them as a couple, so they're like grasping at straws. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Like Shh. us right now. Literally. I actually feel like she could be 65. Mm, I don't know. No, I, I the woman that I googled like that's not her. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, happy for you, Robert. You know, mm, it's amazing. I don't yeah. know what to say. I'm glad that he's good with it, though. Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm glad he's okay with it. I'm glad he's feeling fine about his new baby. Yeah, I can't wait for the baby okay. to grow up and watch that. Yeah, I didn't know Kim Cattrall was like doing Robert De Niro flicks. Yeah, I know, and Happy spilling for her. the beans. Happy for her. Tiffany's a martial arts instructor. Oh, maybe that's why she looks so young. Yeah, or maybe that's like why she's not 64. Right, right. Interesting. I wonder where they met. Maybe he was taking martial arts class. Yeah, there's not a lot of info about them as a couple, which is why I think people are really quaking about um, him having a baby. Him having a baby and like spilling the beans. He was like married for a really long time. Yes. To a woman named Claudia, correct? Um, Yes. Or at one point he was in a relationship, but he was also married to a woman named Grace. He met Tiffany when they were filming a movie together in 2015. Oh, what? She was like the special martial artist, like producer on set yeah cool very cool so it's giving you like nick cannon energy yeah elon musk they should all right. get together right they should get the kids together literally and like start a football team and, like rent out six flags <laughs> literally <laughs> so that's really sweet yeah it's nice it's nice i'm happy for them are you ready for our next story is it the next story that's brought to you by thrive cosmetics perchance? it is All right, you guys, Thrive Cosmetics, I first learned about on social media from a lot of you guys, and now it is my go-to cosmetic brand, especially 
their mascara. So that's probably like their most popular product and how I was introduced to the brand. And now I use a lot of their different products like the lip tints, the eyeliner. But my first love when it comes to Thrive Cosmetics is this liquid lash extensions mascara. If you've watched any sort of like makeup tutorial I've done over the last five years, all I do is talk about my lashes. Like they're long, but they are so straight. You would never know how long they are and they don't hold a curl. And then I accidentally burn them off like in a traumatic trip to Utah a few years ago. And somebody told me about the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara from Thrive Cosmetics. And it is really, like, I wear it on red carpets. I wear it every day on the toast. It is really, like, that bitch, you know? They have more than 25,000 star reviews for this mascara. It mimics the look of lash extensions, but it doesn't have the damaging glue or the salon pricing. They use a proprietary tubing formula, which means that it basically wraps around each lash as you apply it to dramatically lengthen and define your lashes from root to tip. It lasts all day without clumping, without smudging or flaking. I can attest to that. By the time I take it off, like it's not moving. It nourishes, um, it has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's really easy to remove. I have used waterproof mascara in the past that's literally like cement on your lashes this mascara comes off with just regular makeup remover it's fabulous I also really like their waterproof eyeliner it is waterproof and smudge proof so you can cry in it you know if you're watching an episode of the toast laughing so hard like you're good the hydrating lip tints we both wear on the toast a lot of days it has a nice really pretty tint to it but it's super hydrating and there's no mirror needed it has an effortless applicator it glides on really smooth. It has that lightweight, balmy, non-sticky formula that hydrates your lips to make them smoother. So you can try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash toast. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash toast for 15% off your order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Topgolf. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. I'm so glad to be talking about Top Golf because, as you know, any I spent any excuse for you to talk about your time in Top Golf, and any excuse for me to say it's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. But after having been there again this weekend, it is golf, and it is not golf, and it is Top Golf. And I found out who the quarterback was. The guy, remember I told you the new yeah. draft, the quarterback draft for the Tennessee Titans, like a really big deal. I saw it on Instagram today. Top Golf posted because they were excited. So Top Golf is a great way to spend the night. Maybe you'll run into someone famous. No promises though. It's a gorgeous way to spend girls' night, guys' night, couples' night, couples' night, any kind of night. Great food, great drinks, and that's the fun. So, you know, that's the not golf part, but the golf part is actually really fun. They have this super fun game. You don't have to be like a golf expert, but if you are a golf expert, I guess you can come and like embarrass all the girls. And annoy everyone. Um, so the stuff that makes them golf is like the clubs, the balls, the tees, the turf, the ball picker-upper. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff that's not golf, like great music, giant targets in the fairway, huge TVs, handcrafted food and beverage menu. I had the best time. I ate so much. Ben ate so much. The food was so good. They did like a, the people who worked there were so nice. They did like a cute little birthday thing with for our friend Pete. It was really fun. And they also um have half price Tuesday. It's a promotion that full terms can be found at topgolf.com slash Tuesday. But great way to spend your Tuesday. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. Pro tip, download the app and book ahead of time to come play around on half price Tuesday or any other day. The bays are heated in the winter, cooled in the summer. You'll always be temperature conscious. Get some food, grab, grab your gals and just have fun. It's a great place to meet people too. It is. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. I found the lyric... That was bothering you. You got a fast car. We go cruising, entertain ourselves. You still ain't got a job. And I work in the market as a checkout girl. Oh, so Luke says I work in the market as a checkout I girl. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess he does. I literally never noticed it. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Oh, my God. Jackie's not okay. Jackie's not it's okay. It's like actually more stark than I even thought. No, actually, I think he changes it. So you work in the market as a checkout girl. I'm pretty mm. sure Luke changed it. You think? Yeah. 
I'm like pretty positive. So you work in the market as a checkout girl. We'll have to listen. Got a job. We'll have to listen. It's Luke's version is different. Fast car Luke's version. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have that lyric, but <laughs> go off. Jackie's cackling. I like cackling. to imagine that it does. Jackie's cackling. I she has really tears in her am. eyes. <laughs> like I am. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? I am. Some lovely love news. Yeah. Sia is married to oh, Dan yeah. Bernard. So random. The Australian pop superstar wed Dan Bernard in intimate intimate ceremony at Villa Oliveta, the home of designers. Uh, Stefano Dolce and Domenico Gabbana in Portofino, Italy on Monday. I know, and it's so funny because Sia is like such a Kardashian girl. Yeah. And she got married at the same place as Courtney. Yeah, but the Kardashians weren't there. I mean, it was really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think they're like that close. No, they are that close. Like, Sia wasn't at Courtney's wedding, was she? Was she? I don't think so. You would know if you watched the thing. So would I. Yeah, I didn't watch the special. Photos obtained by page, page six showed the bride wearing a light pink lace embroidered fishtail gown, which featured a high neckline and long sleeves. Also, I feel like she's definitely super close with Kim and Chloe and Chris. I don't know if she's as close with Courtney. Courtney. That's true. Um, but like she's always around and she's always FaceTiming and sending love. Yeah, no, and she's performing at every small intimate affair that they host. Yeah, like North's birthday, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Sia. We got some aerial photos of the nuptials. Who's her man? Dan Bernard. Who's that? Dan Bernard right, you say that like it's Cher <laughs> like who's Dan Bernard Claudia it's Dan Bernard got it okay no nobody knew who he was before now um and now we know that it is Dan Bernard it is <laughs> yeah okay because I had thought that it was someone else much like Tiffany Chen there's not a lot of information about Dan Bernard well you uh, know Sia lives a very low-key life even though she does perform at you know the biannual Kardashian events she really does live like this very quiet simple life yeah so now she's Mrs. Bernard. Sia Bernard. Gorgeous. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. Happy I love for her. Sia. I, Me I, too. Like, I just love her. Me too. She's really a queen. And when are we getting new Sia music? There was a time period where it was like, banger, banger, banger from Sia. You know, Chandelier, Electric, Elastic Heart. Mm-hmm. That album was just like a Gasoline. Pure, I'm alive. Alive. Like, where is Sia? I feel like she does, like, do songs, collabs and stuff, but... Collabs. Yeah, but, but like, she hasn't done like a whole album. ass album in a while. She did give us Candy Cane Lane, so honestly, she doesn't really need to do anything after that. I will genuinely like never not start laughing when I hear Candy Cane Lane. I know, but you know it's like become such a big holiday song. Like, I'm sorry, not even just for us. I wasn't speaking about that like because it's a bad song. I think it's like the best holiday song. Take a no, trip but, like, down It's a song Candy that like, we would like that no one would ever have heard of, but it's in every holiday movie. Like She has licensed the fuck out of it, and she's like, I just made this holiday song for you guys. Like Please enjoy it. Use there it. are a few modern holiday songs which have made it into the classics. Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree. Yeah. Like that one made it. But All I want for Christmas I misses well, you. Yeah. But I um I only I laugh at Candy Cane Lane because it's actually Piero. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> we were on vacation in Utah and we were like staying in a house and we decided to like go to a hotel for dinner. So we got like this big like van to come pick us up and we ate dinner and like the meal like wasn't great and like we had like drank but like it was like not the night like wasn't the vibes going. were off the vibes were I think off the van was also really hot the va- van and was we're really in our sweaters because it was has- snow season yeah so we get back in the van and for some reason Shapiro like sat in the back which he just shouldn't have because he like gets overheated and I sat in the front on the ox yeah of course and Shapiro's like in the back of the van like wanting to kill us like maybe he's just like been on vacation with us for too long and he's like done with us and he was like so hot and the air conditioning was like in his defense like not reaching him in the back and he does not you know. 
he does not deal with overheating well. I mean, who does? And we're like in the front of the van. Like we don't, he's like screaming for the air. He's like, please put the air on. And we're not listening we're because like, the ox is take a trip down candy cane lane with me. And he's like screaming and we can't hear him. And he just gets so mad and he will not listen to candy cane lane anymore. Like it's a triggering song for him. Mm-hmm. Back to that moment where he was kind of like voiceless. He was silenced. Yeah. But it's so funny. And the song is so good. So good. Take a trip down Candy Cane Lane with me. So good. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Something that I think you might find interesting. Because Luanda Seps has set her sights on Kevin Costner amid his divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Me, when I'm delusional. (laughs) So... Luann was at um, the premiere of Book Club, the next chapter. Of in course she was. Monday evening. I just want to say, I was going to text my book club that we should go see that movie. I didn't see the first one, though. Like, yeah, you th- should see the first one, then. I just thought it would be like a fun either. outing for the book club. Yeah, that would be. Right? Um, and she was asked about her dating life, and she said, Kevin Costner, he's so elegant, he's my type. At the Oscars, didn't you think he was amazing? His speech, he was so elegant, so eloquent, so manly. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, there is nothing this woman could do to make me dislike her. Like, Luanne Delseps is low-key the funniest bitch on the planet. Like, I know she wasn't even trying to be funny here, but, like, it's hysterical. And you know what? I ship. Crazier things have happened. I ship wholeheartedly. I mean, lest we not forget... This woman is like formally a royal like aristocrat. Like she has a pedigree. Kevin Costner could do a lot worse. No, 100%. She's a gorgeous woman. I feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's like not. And she, I am like she has my full support. Not only does she, she have needs. my support, like she has my Maybe we need to like book them on the toast like back to back. They'll meet right here. Love. And they could take it from there. She's so Honestly, funny. Honestly, like, Andy should have them on Watch What Happens Live <gasps> together. Like, everyone needs to do their part. That's it's- actually a good idea. Like, yeah. that's how they meet. Yeah. Everyone needs to do their part to get Luann. What Luann she wants. Costner. Luann de la Costner. Because <laughs> I was going to say, Luann Costner doesn't, like, roll off the tongue. But, like, she would literally go from being, like, a British royal to being American royalty. Like, being the girlfriend, wife of Yellowstone, John Dutton. Like, that... That seems like how her story ends. Honestly, like I could see it. I could see it too. No, that's why I was drawn to this story. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Things that make sense. Yeah. And they kind of look alike. You know when people are meant to be like they do sort of look alike? Yeah. They do. Yeah, they could start. I, I mean, I, I seriously see it. And then perhaps like she's the motivation he needs to get back to work at Yellowstone. And then of course, he's so grateful to her for, you know, her helping him see the light. He writes a role for her where she's like a ranch hand or something who does cabaret on the side. Like the story pretty much writes itself. It does. I'm obsessed. It's not far-fetched. It's not. So we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, on budding romance. And spotting <laughs> sightings. I'm obsessed. Our fifth and final story is the crossover news that nobody asked for. Okay. I'm really excited to get your thoughts on this. Okay. The Jonas Brothers can give you directions as the new voices of the navigation app Waze. The Jonas Brothers are giving Waze users the wings they need to fly and drive with their latest collab. On Wednesday, Waze announced that Kevin, Nick, and Joe will be the next celebrity driving instructors through the new Drive with Jonas experience. Available now, the Brothers voice instructions, some of which can be heard in the Instagram teaser, will leave fans entertained on their daily commutes through 
witty directions, and tour life anecdotes. The brother said in a statement, growing up on the road, our tour bus became our home away from home, so we know the importance of getting places safely oh and God. on time. Nothing like trying to make a connection for why they did right. this brand deal. Like, we get the it, they paid you. Good. They paid you, and it's like fun and quirky. We don't need like an anecdote from tour. If users happen to find themselves in the Jonas Brothers home state of New Jersey, they'll also get some tailored tips, like exit right, and if you happen to be on New Jersey Route 3, don't miss the TikTok Diner in Clifton. That really feels like, like a way to get lost, but continue. <laughs> they also will be sharing memories. Like, you've arrived. Congrats. As a reward, I will tell you about the most ridiculous show we have ever played. Okay. Let me just say. Start with something positive. No. If I was a publicist... I would never recommend like my client do this. I feel like being the voice of a GPS is like a fast track to becoming the most hated person on the planet. I fucking hate that bitch, Siri, who's like, first of all, she's always pausing my music. I'm like, I could see the map. I don't need you to tell me. Like, she's always like fucking me up. I feel like I have like a very contentious relationship with the GPS voice. So I wouldn't want to be that voice because then people will just hate me. Yeah, but you don't think that this is maybe a way to mend ties between GPS voice and driver? And that maybe we could all get along. Like, I think that the hope is that the person who gets in the car would listen to the GPS voice and the GPS voice only. But most people have GPS and like podcasts, GPS and music. And the GPS always just becomes like a nuisance. But I guess it's cool if you're doing GPS and listening to the Jonas Brothers. And it's like, okay, you have to be interrupted for your direction, but it's a brethren. Yeah. That would be like us doing GPS voices while you listen to the toast. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that is a good idea. Yeah. If they had multiple artists, so it's like you will be interrupted by the person that you are listening to. I just, I don't think I would do it. What if you were interrupted by Luke? And he's like, hey, Turtle Lou. Honestly, like, there's I, a fox in the hen house turn red. <laughs> no, What honestly, if it was Taylor? I still think I would find it annoying. Like, there's just something about the GPS voice that no matter who it is, and I know it's pre-recorded. It's like not even pre-recorded. It's AI. Like, I would find it annoying. I would be like, shut up. I think that if they could find a way to have like every artist in the system and when you're listening to that artist, that person gives that's you a be- That's a good idea. Is a better idea. I, th- you know it's what? more seamless. That's Maybe this is the start of that. Like that's pretty like creative. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's not like the, I, like the thing that we needed, that the next step for civilization <laughs> right, was to get right. the Jonas Brothers doing navigation. No, this is like a cute brand deal. Like yeah. let's not... Let's, you know, call a spade a spade. Do you use Waze? Is that your navigation of choice? No. Me neither. What do you use? Uh, Apple Maps, I think. Okay, like my my inclination is like always like Apple Maps. Ben is like so against Apple Maps. Why? If I ever, like if we're going somewhere, he's like, how long does it say? I'm like 30 minutes. He's like, what are you using? He only uses Google. I don't <laughs> use Google Maps. And then when I have, like I find the place on Google, on Safari, and then they like want me to download Google Maps. I'm like, no. I actually really like Apple Maps. I think it's fine. And someone bought Waze and ruined it. Who was that? Google? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Waze used to be the best. And now Waze is the worst. No, Waze is fine for me. No, like everybody, like it's, they are dra- directing you towards traffic. They're directing all the people to use the same street. To that use they the claim- same small street that like wasn't built for this amount of traffic. It's tough because we're in the city and it's like the tra- traffic in the city is like actually unpredictable. Like no app is going to save us. Yeah. But I think if I were like out in, you know, the country, I would be comfortable using Waze. I feel comfortable using Apple Maps in everyday life. I like Apple Maps too. And I, these days I use Tesla map in my car. But you know, Apple has a way of like destroying everything. You know, Apple, the Apple weather app was always like beyond trash. And then they bought Dark Sky, Ben's favorite app, website. 
And now they shut down darksky.com and made their app like dark sky and it sucks. It's like Airbnb and luxury retreats. Right. Like everyone's just like snatching up their competitors and making their And ruining it. Yeah, and making it worse. Ruin. I don't mind you want to snatch up and you want to capitalize. Sure, sure. But then they shut it down and they fold it into the bigger company, which is trash. I agree. Now it's like Airbnb Lux and it's just Airbnb. It's just Airbnb. Yeah. No, it's our life is so hard. Nobody gets it. Nobody does. Like we make this life look but at easy. At least the Jonas Brothers are gonna get us on our way. Sure. 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 So those are the past five. Feel as though you need to know them. Feel as though. Also, you know, I feel like this week I'm just like kind of like talking out of my ass and like saying things that are not true. Like? Like yesterday when I said the Knicks lost and they're out. There's another game. I'm happy about that. You know, I'm glad that you said that they lost and they're out because I was sad and then I got to be happy. Yeah, as opposed to the opposite, you know? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm, I gotta stop saying stuff. Like. But that's your job. I know. It's fine. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. So we have Dear Toasters today. The show is not even over yet, which is so exciting. Dear Toasters is our weekly advice segment. So every Wednesday we do a little, little three submissions. You can email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. If you have written in and we haven't read your response yet, either it sucks or it's too long. So feel free to write in again, but like a more abridged version, just need to know details. Um, and if we've given you advice, like we've read your submission on air, the last couple of weeks or months, please feel free to write us in with an update as to what happened. Today, we do have an update, which is very exciting. I know. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. For me? Yeah, because you love the updates. Like, you don't? You're so invested. No, I do, but I think you love them more. I would say we love them equally. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, sure. Sure. I love them so much. No, I do. But you get so excited about them. Yeah, of course, because it's like, it's the fruits of our labor, you know? Yeah. It's our results coming to life. Yeah. I just like to think that if I don't get an update, like everybody is living peacefully. Right. It's like you only write a Yelp review when things go badly. Right. So if I never get an update, it doesn't upset me because I'm like, amazing, problem solved. Yeah, I guess that's true. prosper. Right. I guess. And, you know, getting an update can lead to more problems which I believe I haven't spoiled it yet but I believe we have like a kind of a sad update today no yeah like I don't think it's a happy ending a sub date we haven't had one yet a sub update Jesus things were going so well today I know I'm sorry well Dear Toasters is brought to you by Squarespace it is brought to you by Squarespace and we love Squarespace and honestly for some of you Dear Toasters Squarespace could be the solution that you need if you need if your problem has to do with starting your own business and not knowing where to start Squarespace is everything to sell anything Squarespace has the tools you need to get your business off the ground including e-commerce templates inventory management a simple checkout process and secure payments whatever you sell Squarespace has merchandising features to make your products look their best online so if you want a free trial um, head over to squarespace.com toast and when you're ready to launch use offer code toast to save 10% off your first purchase for a website or a domain now whatever you'd be starting a website for whether it's a side hustle uh, a blog Squarespace has so many different tools that you can use to really highlight your business and make your website as seamless as possible so from e-commerce to video blocks if you want to connect your social media accounts you'll get really good insight into your traffic overview so you'll see how your visits unique visitors page views etc trend over time you can gain insight into the top traffic sources products device types browsers operating systems etc also one of the best parts about Squarespace is the content ownership so you own all the content that you put on your Squarespace platform they offer a one-click data portability so again if you want to check out squarespace.com toast you will get a free trial and then when you're ready to launch use the offer code 
toast, you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash toast. The offer code is toast when you're ready to launch. If you want to buy a domain, they'll help you get your domain set up. Whether you want, you know, claudiaastray.com, which you can't have because I have it. But whatever the domain that you want is, they'll help you get set up. From start to finish, soup to nuts, squarespace.com slash toast is here for you. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring today's episode. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and not take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I feel mm. like sometimes I'm just like doing the most for everyone and never being like, what does Turdy want? What does Turdy need? What does Turdy need? But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can help give you the tools to find a more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others but without leaving yourself behind. If you've been thinking of starting therapy, why don't you give BetterHelp a try? It's a really accessible platform. It's all done entirely online. It's designed to be really convenient, really flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and of course you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It being done entirely online takes away a lot of those like awkward social elements of traditional therapy that I think block a lot of people from pursuing it. If you don't like the, the first therapist you're matched with, which is totally common and totally normal, it's all done online. So you just switch it up. It's not awkward. It's not weird. It's actually so easy. You can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash toast today to get 10% off your first month. Again, it's done entirely online, so you can talk to your therapist via video chat, phone call, text, whatever method you're most comfortable with, BetterHelp will adjust to you. Super affordable. It's really accessible. And again, visit betterhelp.com slash toast to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash toast. New tagline, BetterHelp. What does Turdy need? <laughs> Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> All right, are you ready? You're so giggly today. I am. Ready for Dear Toasters? Uh, yeah, I was saying I am giggly today, but I am also ready. No, I know. Oh, cool. I asked two questions <laughs> and you answered twice. What's wrong with that? <laughs> ready? Yeah. I am. <laughs> okay. Good to go? Yeah. I am. <laughs> Good. So am I. Hi, Jackson Claude. I was helping my boyfriend of two and a half years clean out his car before trading it in. I decided to tackle the glove box while he washed the outside. Oh my gosh. Are you okay? I'm just lost in it. Now. Yeah. Like, have you seen, you actually sent me that meme of what it looks like for a baby in the belly while the mother's some, laughing. Well, and it's like the whole uh, shaking. It's like, but I think it's fine, right? No, yeah. Okay. No, no, oh, it's my fine. tears. Do you need a tissue? No, no, I'm fine. Oh, do I actually have tears? No, it wasn't like a concerning video. It was like really cute. Yeah, it was cute, but it's like, it's fine, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, there was nothing about it that was like, don't laugh. Right, right. Turdy Lou doesn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to give... I'd have to quit my job. I, I actually wish I was wearing that Thrive Market Thrive, Thrive Cosmetics Market. mascara today because this mascara that I wear Runs. is horrible. Oh, but do you not have one here? You should just get one. While you're no, in I New don't York. have one here. You That's why one. I had to buy horrible. I also one. need like a new one. Mine's a little like empty. Okay, okay we'll I place want, an order after this. I want to give yeah. our full attention. Okay. Yeah. Start again. Hi, Jackson Claude. I was helping my boyfriend of two and a half years clean out his car before trading it in. I decided to tackle the glove box while he washed the outside. In between 12 years of service receipts, I found his vows from his previous marriage. He was married for under a year. She cheated. He moved on. Clean divorce. No big deal. This is her husband or her boyfriend? Boyfriend okay. of two and a half years. 
But still, the vows. He claims he had no idea they were in there, which I totally believe, but still, it's not sitting right. I love him to death, and we've even started looking at engagement rings. Should I just move on from this mishap? Thanks in advance. Yeah, like, I don't think you keep important, really sentimental things in your glove box. Like, he probably shoved them in there after the wedding and really forgot about them. Yeah. I'm going to choose to believe him. Like, yeah, it could be nefarious. He gets in his car every day and, like, reads them and jerks off. Yeah. But I don't think he does that. I I think that he's really didn't know they were in there. I also, also did you offer- find a lot of other crap in there? Like, is that somewhere he throws his crap? Yeah, she said literally service receipts. Like... So that's how important it is to him. As important as a service receipt. I'd also like to offer a rebuttal really quickly. Like if he had kept them for sentimental purposes. Like, I don't know. And a lot of people have like a box of like old photographs, love letters. Like I don't think that necessarily means anything. It's like, it's your history. I think, he was married. I think keeping them in a box that you don't see every, that you barely see ever is fine too. It is part of your personal history. I think the fact that they were in his car, which he uses every day, it's like yeah. if he put them in there intentionally, it's because he wants them to close be to close him. to him. But like a glove box is really like a garbage. I, yeah, I don't think it means anything. Me and I also don't think that he has to throw away his vows. Me neither. Like I think it's actually like... I mean, he shouldn't hang them on the fridge. No, but like to have a box of like things you accumulate in your life, like from old boyfriends, like... Yeah, it's like, it's weird for like the girlfriend to find it, but like everyone's entitled to like a little love box. I, I completely agree. I don't have one, but like if I did, it would be cute. Yeah, but you don't have anything that Maverick gave you? No, I actually do have a love box, but I think it's so lost. Yeah, but that's the point. It should get lost yeah. and when you move or something, you find right. it and it comes with you from place to place. It's like, not like so important to you. It's not something that sits pride of place on your mantle. No, but like my love box, I've only had one boyfriend, so it's all from Ben. Like it should sit on my mantle. <laughs> You know? True. I don't really don't have anything for Maverick or Mr. Levine. Unfortunately. You should put a cigarette in there and a piece of gum. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> We're being so funny today. <clears throat> Ready? Ready. Hey, girlies. First off, thanks for being my daily break where I can sit, enjoy, and laugh while I listen to your gorgeous voices. Not faces. Notice how she said <laughs> She probably doesn't watch on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, here's my issue. My husband is a great guy, a fantastic father, Mm. but a shitty husband. Mm. We celebrated our five-year marriage anniversary last Saturday, and he was responsible for making reservations at a nice restaurant we've never been to. But he dropped the ball, didn't make the reservation, and they were fully booked. We ended up having a nice time at our regular spot, and it was lovely, but boring. I'm sick of his bullshit. He's never excited about going out. It's like a chore to him, and makes me feel like I'm a chore to him, too. We dated six years before we were married, and we never liked celebrating anniversaries, but I do, and I think he should act accordingly. I want to be cherished just like I cherish him. Now I'm annoyed, and I can't get over it. Am I overreacting? Should I lower my standards? since I knew he was like this before we were married. Love, a sad burnt piece of toast. No, like I feel like, okay, you maybe you're not in the habit of doing like big things for these milestones. So you can't necessarily like blame him for not, you know, renting out Central Park for you. But I feel like if you just vocalize it and be like, moving forward, like I want to be that type of couple. and like, get on it. It's your job. Goodbye. You can't be mad at him until he knows. Yes, but I also feel like anniversaries are important to you. They're not important to him and they never were. So he shouldn't be in charge of planning anniversaries. You're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment because he might not even like have the imagination to think of something that would be really special for you for your anniversary. Like he thinks, oh, dinner at our place that we like for dinner. Like, and I know that we really lowered the bar for men sometimes here on the show and like, 
but I feel like sometimes when you set it too high, you're just going to be disappointed. So like maybe keep it low. And that way you don't experience like this is disappointment. You would have made the reservation at a restaurant that you really liked and you guys would have had a nice time. And like, yeah, it's annoying that you have to do everything, but delegate something else. I don't think that you should delegate this, but I do understand wanting to feel special and things. On your anniversary. But, like, But maybe there are other strengths of his where he could shine in this department. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's... A good masseuse. No, and he I could do. Give you a massage. I think you're being really realistic, but like, I refuse to believe that like even husbands can't plan anniversary dinners. Like, I'm not lowering the bar that low for her. No, just I yet. think that he could plan an anniversary dinner, and yeah, they wound up at their local spot. He thinks that that's nice enough. I think if you sit him down, say, "Listen, I know we haven't been like very sentimental in the past, but like, I've started to realize like we're getting older. We have kids, like." We should take these nights off for ourselves and I would like for you to plan them. Say it in a really nice way. And if he doesn't do it after that, be like, okay, you're fucking useless. What I'll do it. if he plans it and it's just not special enough? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's capable of imagining the specialness that you are imagining. So maybe you could even say like... Well, you could drop hints. Or you could be like, when it's our anniversary or it's a special day, like I would like to receive flowers. Yeah. You know, urbanstems.com slash toast. The yep. girls picked out some really gorgeous designs. Yep. But I'm being, I'm serious. Or it's like, or I want a little gift. Or I want a gift card to, I think you need to be really specific. Otherwise, he can't imagine what you're imagining. And you're just going to be like disappointed. And it sounds like he's otherwise a really great guy. So let's work with what we've got. Let's work with, what, yeah, no, Jackie's being like hella realistic. It's just like, it's so pathetic. Yeah. These men, like. My God. No, and, and you make the reservation at the restaurant of your dreams and he's paying. Right, right. That's actually a really good point. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little compromise. A little balance. A little balance. And marriage is a compromise, you know? Lest we not forget. Yeah. All right, our third and final submission is actually an update. So I'm going to read you guys the original submission from this girly. Um, and then we'll hear her update. So her original submission was, I'm going to need some help. I recently got engaged to a total P-jom. However, I don't love my engagement ring. It's white gold and I'm really just like a gold girly through and through. I have no idea why he picked something other than gold since it's all I wear in jewelry. Like I don't think I own a silver piece at all. I'm contemplating getting a gold plated because this white gold just isn't me. It actually bugs me that he did this because he hasn't been paying attention or he hasn't been picked up on the fact that I'm white gold jewelry wear and we've been together for seven years. What do I do? Am I being a bitch? Am I justified? for wanting to make this ring perfect I love the cut and everything else it's just strictly the color and what we told her was like you know to expect your man to notice that you wear gold versus silver jewelry is like a little delusional you want to get just like if everything if the diamond itself is good and the you just don't like the band or the plating in terms of cost it's a much lower cost than like oh I didn't like the cut or the carrot of the diamond we were just like change it like and you don't need to be like bitter about it like yeah it's really and I also don't joke. think it do it doesn't mean that he doesn't pay attention to you I think when most men walk into a jewelry store like the typical engagement ring is silver yeah and so he that's went, actually so true he went with you know what traditional get, not like oh she likes gold men are blind like they have no idea they don't even know these are two different colors like no 100 it's not offensive but if you don't want to wear it every day take matters into your own hands but right. nothing to write home about so here's her update Hi again, girlies. This is an update I've been dreading to submit. I was the girl who got engaged last Christmas and was not in love with her engagement ring, specifically the color of the band. Well, I'm crying as I type this, but I've chosen to call off my engagement. Not because of this situation. I never even brought it up. But because I found out my fiance was hurting, hiding certain things and lying to my face. We cannot be engaged since he is not ready for marriage if he's continuing to lie to his fiance over and over. So now I'm so heartbroken. We still live together, but I've been staying at my family or friend's house. But this is the worst thing I've ever had to go through. My life flipped upside down and I don't know how to move on since we were together for seven years any advice helps you know what 
this is like the most annoying like grandma thing to say while this is like i'm sure immensely painful right now think about how much worse it could have been if you had actually married this person and realized like that he was lying or that it wasn't a right. match and you had to undo like a marriage and a divorce maybe even you had kids at this point like the fact that you got out when you did and you guys realized you weren't right for each other like is such a blessing. So true. And I would just be grateful for that. Like think about how much worse the situation could be if this happened one year later. Like maybe you were pregnant. Maybe you were all, like you guys got married and, and things got worse. Like just be grateful. Like you go through heartbreak. It's a healing journey. Everybody goes through it. And then you go out into the world and you meet someone even better who would never lie to you. You know what? That, I feel I feel good about the fact that you didn't get married. And I think it's like better to call off an engagement than to get divorced. Agreed. And that's great advice. Honestly, I don't have anything to add on top of that. You hit the nail on the head. And I'm sorry you're sad. If I, I could recommend some podcasts, you know, The Toast. Good guys. Probably a podcast. Mood. Get some giggles, you know? Yeah. And just hold up. Like, it's okay. You don't feel like you have to like get back out there right now. Yeah. Like a seven-year relationship is fucking long. Take, like, take your, your time. time. This too shall pass. Mm -hmm. It will all one day like be in the rear view and you'll right. be like thinking you'll be in a better situation and so happy thinking about how you dodged a bullet. Mm -hmm. And just think about that girl. Yeah, and this, there's no expectation that you need to be her right now. But yeah. just know that that's all waiting for you. This is one of those situations where like you go through it and it's so horrible. But like you're going to be like 90 years old looking back on your life and being like, imagine yeah. if I had gotten married or imagine if this situation had worked out differently. So you know what? God works in mysterious ways, but like you're struggling right now, but this is probably the best thing to ever happen to you. Did you get to keep the ring? Good question. She didn't even like it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> um, again, deartoasters at gmail.com is the email that you can submit either your submissions or an update if you have one for us. Thank you to everyone who is vulnerable with us and this is a safe space for toasters. Mm -hmm. And... That's really all she wrote. That's that on that. Turdy Lou has to head to Dallas. Yes. That's oh yeah, I gotta what go. Turdy Lou needs. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show. Tomorrow's episode is podcast only, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Friday, there is no episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.